Hey, hey, everyone. It's Allison Kaskowski. Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm so glad that you have decided to tune in and listen to me on this Tuesday morning. I hope that wherever you are, you are having a fabulous day. And today, I want to dive, continue to dive into the subject of personal self-care. And if you had a chance to listen to my episode last week, then I talked a lot about what I refer to as the makeup mindset. And that is the mindset that you constantly either feel like you have to be busy to continue to keep up or that you feel like you have to go at breakneck speed to make up for what you think you should be doing. And I think this time of year, um, and I said it last week and I'll say it again, I think this time of year, that is a predominant theme among so many of us because we sense that we're coming up on the end of the year. Uh, We're coming up on really the end of the decade, which still blows me away. Um, And we tend to think that we tend to really notice the scarcity of time this time of year. And that almost always makes us feel like we need to be doing more than we are. And the bad thing with that is, is that we tend to ignore ourselves, probably even more so this time of year than any other time of year. And so I'm super excited today to bring in a colleague of mine. We're just going to have a little conversation Uh, I want to introduce you to my colleague and friend, Elizabeth Galperin. She is a productivity expert, and we've known each other for several years. And we got reconnected earlier this year because she is my mastermind partner, and we have been in a mastermind program all year. And I have learned a lot about um, streamlining my day and streamlining habits. uh, She is the go-to person uh, for that. So I'm going to let her tell you a little bit about you and then we are going a little bit about herself rather and then we're going to uh, share some really cool stuff with you. So Elizabeth, why don't you introduce yourself and tell people a little bit about you? Thanks, Allison. It's uh, exciting to be here and glad to have a chance to share uh, my expertise in productivity and organization with your audience. So as as you said, Allison, we've known each other for several years. I have been in the industry of professional organizing and productivity coaching for almost 13 years. I am based out of Cincinnati, Ohio currently, but I work with clients all over the country. And um, really what I do is I empower my clients personally and professionally and help them to eliminate their clutter and their chaos and create organization and order. And so it can be physical, it can be with your calendar, it can be with all the information uh, that we are bombarded with every day. Um, so each client kind of has a, a different area of need and, and or we tackle all areas where um, clutter and, and chaos can exist. And uh, the goal is to, to help them achieve clarity, overcome the overwhelm and really feel like they are in control of their time, their space and their lives. Awesome. Because I think we all can get overwhelmed. Even those of us that, that you know, make a living teaching other people how to do it, we can get overwhelmed too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell my clients that a lot of what I've learned is through my own trial and error. So uh, it it gets the best of us and it's the culture that we live in really creates chaos and overwhelm and reactivity. So it's, you know, kind of a uphill battle for, for all of us. Absolutely. I could not agree more. I find myself really, I'm ashamed to even say this, but every day feeling a little bit of that. But I will say that some days, 
definitely is easier to manage than other days. But I would be disingenuous if I said that I never had, I never ever had those thoughts because I do. Um, yeah. And I think that just because we're in the business of teaching other people um, how to best look after themselves, that it means that we still need to remember to take our own advice. Absolutely. So before we go into, um, you know, sharing some, you know, tips and, you know, having you share some tips and strategies with my audience, why don't you, I'm always curious when I talk to people about what self-care means to them. So I'm always, I know you and I have had this conversation before, but I would love for you to share with my audience what uh, the concept of self-care really means to you, not just from a business standpoint, but just from, from life in general. Sure. So self-care is definitely an area that I have had to work on and continue to work on. And, you know, depending on the type of type of personality that we all have and, and um, I'm, I'm more of a giver. And so I tend to give of myself to others before I give to myself. And that, so that really, I think where I am now, self-care, for me is making sure that I am giving time and energy to myself because I know that if I'm not putting those things into me, that I'm not going to be able to serve at the level that I need to serve or perform at the level that I want to perform. I'm not going to be able to take care of my kids and my family if I'm not taking care of myself. Um, I tend to go to physical activity first. That is what refuels me. What I've really learned this year through really through the coaching that I have received from our coaches. So, um, so self-care for me is it is physical activity, but it's also um, some, you know, mental exercises, doing meditation, giving myself quiet time, allowing myself to just do nothing. Um, And then also, I think the other piece for me is being present. So making sure that I am appreciating the moment and not always thinking about what do I need to do next? What's on my list of things to accomplish? What is, you know, my schedule for the day? Um, So really it's the being present, taking care of myself so I can take care of others and that balance of um, being active and, and being healthy physically, but also mentally. Because I think, I think it's, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it's so easy to get caught up in the, the physical aspect because if, if you're, if you're a doer and you're used to just doing things, then yes. it's so easy to think that that's where self-care stops because we're, we, you know, we logically, we all know what we should be doing, but that doesn't always mean that we'll do it. It's easy to think that when we take care of ourselves, I think our minds can directly go to you know, what, what have I done to be physically active and what can I do to make sure that I'm eating right? But we forget all the other little things. I know for a long time, I struggled with that. And in full transparency, I still find myself needing to remind myself of the importance of all that too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And in my world, you know, as I work with individuals to increase their productivity, I really make sure that we have a conversation around the fact that being busy is not the same thing as being productive. And so what can happen as, as the, the doers is, you know, we, we tend to fill our time um, and being busy then means we're, you know, we're accomplishing and we're getting, getting things done. And as I, I define productivity with, with individuals, with my clients, you know, productivity also includes the downtime, the quiet time, the self-care. Um, so that's a real 
interesting conversation that, you know, I would encourage all of your listeners to, to have with themselves and, and, you know, um, others around them is, you know, how does, how do they define productivity and are they building into that the fact that you need downtime, you need rest and recharge time to be able to be your most productive self? Yeah. And that, something I like to use and what I used in my Tuesday talk live that I do in my Facebook community every week, which, which you're a member of, was is that I compared it in the fitness industry. We tend to call that the weekend warrior syndrome, where it's you, you get busy doing life during the week, but the weekend rolls around and then automatically you think, oh my gosh, I've got all this stuff I have to do. I'm going to go hit the gym for two hours because I didn't do it all week. I'm going to go on a long walk and I'm going to do. I'm going to do all this meal prep today. And all it does is it just festers this mindset that we just continue to have to go, 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 which is actually the opposite of what we just said. Right. Yeah. The, the idea of stopping and uh, resting and recharge, you know, we, we don't tend to put that on our to-do list and it's important. Um, I call it white space. So they're especially on the weekends because when it is Monday through Friday, you know, depending on whether you're working for yourself or working for someone else, um, again, there's more more of a more pressure to be accomplishing. Um, so yeah. on the weekends, you know, actually, one of my strategies is actually scheduling in downtime, free time um, that you know it can can be the rest and the recharge and making sure that that's a priority along with the other tasks, you know, the, yeah. the so list. just, I'm always curious too. And I know, I think you and I have had this, have talked about this before, but it the thought just occurred to me. I don't know that you've ever really explained to me like the, the concept of white space and what that actually means. And I know that people in my audience would probably be curious about that too, because a lot of my folks are you know, they have sure. calendars on their phones or their day planners. And so why don't, why don't you kind of share a little bit about the concept of white space and why that's so important as opposed to having every single hour taken up during the day? Okay, absolutely. So one of the, one of the exercises that I take my clients through is creating what I call an ideal calendar. And it's really like the roadmap. What would you want your ideal week to look like? Um, and, and it involves, you know, time blocks where we're we're accomplishing the tasks that we need to accomplish where, so this is where white space comes in. So if we schedule our day, again, it can be a work day, it can be a weekend personal day. If we're scheduling our day so that every task is, you know, back to back to back one, if you look at that, that is like calendar clutter, right? There's things piled upon other things. Um, and when, when we have clutter in our calendar, it creates a sense and often a false sense of urgency and, um, and hurriedness and stress. Um, the other reason that it's not productive to have yourself scheduled back to back to back is that life happens, right? I mean, whether it's you're five minutes late because you hit three stoplights or uh-huh. it's, you know, a time to take care of something. Life happens every day and you, you're going to get thrown a little bit off 
course at some point in most days. And you want to be able to, you want to have some room to breathe. You want to have some cushion there where, you know, it's not going to throw everything else off. So giving yourself a little bit of room between tasks and appointments so that you're not in that constant frenzy of got to finish this so I can go start that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That totally makes sense. I know that that's something I used to always think when I was looking at my calendar, it needed to be full. It wasn't right. It was, I don't want to, I'll stop short of calling it panic, but it was almost like, oh my gosh, there's stuff I'm not doing because look at all this open space, you know, and it just, then you just start having the, the, you know, the negative self-talk starts. Yeah. So that's, that's an interesting way to look at it. I know that's something I need to remind myself. So so on that same subject, um, I know that this time of year, it's so easy to let just the, what I, what I like to call just basic self-care of life kind of go to the wayside because we've got holiday parties and get-togethers and just a whole lot of extra things on the calendar that aren't on the calendar the rest of the year. So, um, you know, in your opinion, what do you think are some of the basic, maybe basic elements of, you know, personal day-to-day self-care and doing life that you would think are most important? So I think it's really important for everyone to have some sort of a morning routine where you're starting your day with the same set of activities. And this is unique and personal. So for some people, it is going to be getting, you know, their 30 minutes of exercise, you know, in before work. Um, For others, it may be that they want some meditation prayer time. Uh, or just, again, being present with your family before you head out the door to work. So when life gets extra busy at the holidays, making sure that you're sticking to some of those basic routines so that you, you know, it's kind of like it's keeping yourself grounded. Yeah. So, um, so making sure that your, your morning habits, your rituals, that you don't compromise on those too much. Um, and you know, that being said that if you do need a little extra rest and you want to sleep in a little bit, that you're not giving yourself a hard time for that. Um, but keeping as much of the, of the routine (laughs) as you can, especially at the start of your day. And then, you know, equally, I think as important is how you're winding down your day. Um, so, so the morning and the evening routine and ritual, which is where most people, if they're going to have some self-care and some me time, that's where they're going to fit it in. Yeah. So holding to that, you know, preserving that time and those activities um, to to try to keep your, you know, your equilibrium. The other thing that I think is really important this time of year is just really being comfortable with with saying no. You know, it is okay to turn down some invitations. Um, due to the, you know wanting to be able to still have family with you know. Or excuse me, have dinner with the family in the evenings, um, or or because you don't want to go, you know, a whole week without getting your physical exercise. So thinking ahead and really knowing what's going to be your limit on social events and happy hours and holiday parties, and you know, remembering that it's okay to say thank you, but I cannot attend. Uh, but deciding that ahead of time, because when we when we're caught in the moment, it's much more challenging to to say no or to say, I'm sorry, I can't help. So already knowing what your, what your boundaries are and what you're willing to, 
what, how you're willing to spend your time and then how you're, you know, will not willing to spend your time and thinking that through ahead of the rush and ahead of the crazy, yeah. um, that these next couple of weeks bring. Yeah. Those are all great points. It's, it's like, I, it's like I always say, we have to make decisions from the place that we want to be, not necessarily where we are right now. And I think we, yeah. You know, I don't know if we think, I know for some, for some people, I know sometimes I struggle with this too. You know, I don't, being in a service profession, I don't want to feel like I'm letting anybody down and it's hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you want to think that you can handle it all, but at the end of the day, we are all human. And I think if mm-hmm. we, that, we realize that we're a lot more alike than we are different. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's, you know, if you communicate genuinely why you can or can't help or why you can or can't attend, um, then, you know, that's, that's the best you can do. And, and most people are going to, you know, come from a place of understanding. Yeah. Um, so we, we yeah. do a lot of um, assuming that, you know, if I say no to this, it's going to upset someone or offend someone. And sometimes I think we over assume. And, um, and again, like you said, we're all human, you know, that everyone understands that we have limitations, or we have other, you know, family and friends that we need to um, yeah. spend time with. So well, and I think it's easy thing, to assume. It's really easy to. Yes. Assume. Yes, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. It's hum- yeah. Our human nature is to immediately jump to conclusions and make assumptions. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like a friend thing? of mine, a friend of mine in the coaching space says, when, as soon as you jump to a conclusion, you're collapsing the energy that it, that comes with having that open space. And as soon as yeah. you jump to a conclusion, then whatever possibility that might could happen as a result of a decision you make it would go away which is a really tough thing for people to get their head around, especially if you think a lot in black and white, but it really does make sense because it, it cuts off that whole creativity path that would lead you to making a better choice for you. Right. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to add in Allison is the, you know, we've been talking a lot about time and, and, you know, I mentioned earlier the, the idea of having calendar clutter. Um, Mm -hmm. The other thing that leads can contribute to feeling overwhelmed, especially now when we've got you know, packages coming in and we have extra mail. And um, the idea of making sure that you are maintaining um, a well-organized physical environment um, that, that works for you, because we all define that differently. Uh, what I have learned over the past almost 13 years is that when we have physical clutter, it creates mental clutter. Yeah. And so when our physical environment is feeling cluttered or chaotic, then again, it contributes to the feeling of overwhelm, the mental chaos. Uh, uh-huh. So making sure that your environment is um, not contributing to the stress yeah. and the overwhelm and that you're keeping that, you know, maintaining a sense of order and organization physically so that it doesn't create the mental clutter or the, you know, mental chaos. And oh, yeah, is, totally. Yeah, I yeah. love I love your saying. I have used it so many times in teachings. I tell my college students this too, that clutter is the result of postponed decisions. Yes. And I yep. remember so clearly the first time you ever said that, and I thought that totally makes sense. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm looking at a stack of mail at the end of my bar in my kitchen. <laughs> right. <laughs> <You> yeah, <know? laughs> right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
it, it, it is. And it, again, it, it exists, you know, physically it exists in our calendar. Um, so the more that you can make firm decisions or that you can go ahead and have your, you know, your boundaries and you can, you can know what your limitations are, your abilities are, then you can make decisions more efficiently, effectively, and then you can eliminate the, the clutter. Yeah. So that is that I can attribute that to my mentor, Barbara Hemphill. And uh-huh. that honestly, that set of, you know, words is probably the most powerful um, that I've, I've seen in all the work that I do. So that's, yeah. That's, and every that's time I say nugget. that to somebody or I say it to myself, I always, I think of you. So that's what, that's good. It's <laughs> just really stuck with me all throughout the year. Absolutely. So is there anything else regarding um, just day-to-day life in general with respect to self-care and productivity that, that I'm forgetting that maybe you would like to make sure everybody knows? No, I think just as, as you said earlier, it's so important to step back and define what self-care means and looks like to, you know, each of us individually. And it's equally important to do the same thing when you're thinking about productivity. So what does a productive day, you know, what does that actually mean to you? And again, making sure that you, that, you know, listeners, that you're not confusing that with being busy and with simply the number of, you know, boxes that you checked on the checklist that, you know, you're defining productivity as that balance between getting things done, taking care of myself, enjoying life, um, you know, accomplishing goals. Um, So if we don't define it, then we're typically chasing either someone else's definition or we, you know, it's like taking a road trip without a map. You don't really know what we're trying to accomplish. Yeah. And then we wonder why we're in the same spot we were, why we don't see the changes that we think we should be seeing. You know, we really stop examine the things that we're doing every day. You got it. You got to have, have the, have the goal established and have the path defined um, before you get out there and and start taking action. Yeah. Great. That's just, I just think that these are all just great reminders. And especially this time of year, as, as we look ahead to 2020 and um, you know, the two, you know, the new, the goals that you set for yourself to start off the year. I think these are just all good reminders. Yes. Why don't you tell people where they can find you? Because I'm sure I'll have some people that may have some questions that may be interested in talking to you a little bit more. So. Sure. So I have a really engaged Facebook community, uh, Facebook group that would probably be the best place to not only find me, but to, you know, be able to see on a daily basis, I'm posting information and ideas and strategies and, you know, motivations. So that group is called Peak Productivity for High Performers. And again, that's a Facebook community. Um, I am also on LinkedIn. So you would find me just through my name, Elizabeth Galprin, or my business, which is Turn Leaf Organizing. And my website is turnleaforganizing.com. And that includes, you know, some background information and, and services that I provide. So any of those are great ways to find me. And I love talking and communicating with folks. So anybody that wants to learn a little bit more, you're welcome to shoot me a private message through any of those avenues and um, we can connect and, and talk a little bit about your unique needs for productivity and organization. Oh, that sounds awesome. So 
And I just think that, you know, this is appropriate to close today's show with, you know, you know, you, you really classify yourself as an expert for peak performers, but I really think at the end of the day, we all want to be peak performers in our lives. And I think regardless of what we do for a living, what we do with the rest of our life, so to speak, you know, I think it's important to keep in mind that, you know, there are ways that we can approach things that make us the absolute best version of ourselves and the, the best way that we can be a peak performer in our entire life. Absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah, totally. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you being here today and sharing some of your, um, some of your insights uh, with my group. So um, at some point we'll have to schedule, we'll have to do this again. So I really appreciate your time today. That's great. I know, how, I know how busy you are. You're getting ready to launch your new um, coaching program in January, right? Yeah, so I do individual coaching. I will be um, taking on new clients, um, a couple spots for January. Uh, it's called Peak Productivity Coaching. And um, so, yeah, January is, of course, a great time to kick off uh, the new year with um, some guidance um, and support from um, from a coach. So that is on the uh, on the front burner right now and looking forward to helping some new clients uh, to make 2020 their their most productive year. Good. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. Oh, thank you. I always um, I'm going to be interviewing. I've got we've got a few other interviews scheduled for the rest of this month. So please, if you. Those of you out there listening, if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode, that really sort of set the tone for the whole month. And the, the people that you know I'm going to be talking to this month are all going to be, you know, sharing a little bit more of their insight into this whole makeup mindset and why it's, it's not good for us in, in a lot of ways. So, um, again, Elizabeth, I appreciate you being here today with me. This is Allison Kowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Make it a good one.